Thank God for tonight's meeting. We worship and adore you, O God. We thank you for this gathering. We worship you. We exalt your name. We pray that in all that we do, your name will be magnified. We bless and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let's stand together for the Lord. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight we'll be looking at the topic, fasting. Amen. And one of the scriptural focus we'll be looking at tonight will be Matthew 17, verses 14 to 20. So if you've got your Bible, turn to Matthew 17, verses 14 to 20. It's always good to lay a good foundation based on the Word of God. Amen. Whatever we do has to be aligned with God's will and His purpose. And one of the ways of checking out God's will and His purpose is aligning our thoughts with His Word. Amen. As in the Bible, as in the Holy Scriptures. Matthew 17, verses 14 to 20. It says, When they came to the crowd, a man came to him, knelt before him, and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic, and he suffers terribly. So this man's son suffered from epilepsy, and, and, and the man was moved to come to Jesus for intervention. He often falls into the fire, and often into the water. <clears throat> and I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. So in a way, it was almost like this man had a complaint against the disciples of Jesus. He says, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Verse 17, then Jesus answered. He said, you faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the boy was cured how? Instantly. Amen. The Bible records that the boy was cured instantly after Jesus rebuked the demon. Then the disciples asked the question. They said, then... They went to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? He said to them, because of your little faith. Amen. He says, for truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, he says, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. Amen. He says, and nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Verse 19, I repeat it again. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, Because of what? Because of your little faith. Amen. Because of your little faith. My dear friends, our faith in God is very important. Hallelujah. Faith in God is the basis of anything that we do. I was teaching last week and I said, as concerning prayer, the Bible says, they that come before him must believe that he is. Amen. If you do not believe that he is, you're wasting your time. Then prayer becomes a chore. It becomes a burden. They that come before him must believe that he is God. He is God means he's almighty. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we can ask, think, or even imagine. Then also we must know that he is a rewarder. Tell your neighbor, God rewards. God 
The Bible says it's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. Those that take time and effort, hallelujah, to seek God, the Bible says they will find him. It says, for truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, a mustard seed, my dear friend, is as tiny as a grain of sand. It's one of the tiniest seeds that we can find. But when that seed goes into the ground, busts and begins to shoot and becomes a tree, it's one of the biggest trees you can find in the forest. Amen. And all Jesus is saying is, is all you need to do is have faith in me. Faith that I can do it. Faith that I can change your situation. Faith that I can change your circumstance. Faith that I can give you that breakthrough that you dearly desire. He says, for truly I tell you, if you have the faith, the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, and we know how mighty and how gigantic mountains are, how formidable mountains are. Jesus said, all you need is a tiny little faith. He said, and you will speak to a mountain, and even a mountain will move. <coughs> Hallelujah. He says, and nothing will be impossible for you. So let's lay that as a foundation. Then let's look at Mark. The same story was captured in Mark and Matthew's gospel. Amen. Luke did not write about that story. In the synoptic gospels, we have Mark, Luke, and, 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 and um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptic gospels. Amen. So in other words, they were similar in the stories and, and the similar in the presentation is similar in, in many cases. John is slightly different. Amen. In, in, in Mark 9 verses 14 to 29, Mark captured it. And Mark's version was more exhaustive. In verse 14 he says, When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them. And some scribes arguing with them. With, uh, some scribes arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw him, they were immediately overcome with awe. And they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down. It dashes him down. And he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to cast it out. But they could not do so. Amen. Amen. So the man was complaining. In other words, reporting his disciples to him. Verse 19, he answered. You faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought him the boy. When the spirit saw him, hallelujah, immediately it convulsed the boy and fell to the ground and rolled about. When the spirit saw him, hallelujah, the demon identified Jesus. Jesus had not even done anything. <clears throat> Mark said when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy and then fell on the ground and rolled about. Hallelujah. We need the power of God, my dear friends. Amen. 
The Bible records that Jesus had not even done anything. All they did, they just brought the boy to him. The spirit saw him and straight away fell to the ground and the boy started convulsing. In verse 21, Jesus asked the father. <laughs> so Jesus ignored him. Was talking to the father. Amen. He says, he asked the father, he said, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. It has often cast him into the fire, into the water to destroy him. But if you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you are able, all things can be done for one who believes. Hallelujah. Immediately, the father of the child cried out, I believe. Help my unbelief. There's nothing that parents will not do for their children. Hallelujah. Thank God. The Bible says, the man said, I believe. He said, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you spirit that keeps this boy from speaking, uh, uh, from speaking and hearing, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing, and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse, hallelujah. So that most of them said he's dead. It was such a violent outburst that when it left the boy, it was like the boy was dead, hallelujah. They panicked, they said, oh, he's dead. Verse 27, but Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up and he was able to stand. When he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And they said to them, this kind come out only through prayer. Amen. Only through prayer. Only through prayer. And that is prayer that is based on the foundation of faith. Hallelujah. I tell you, if you forget anything I teach you this year, remember this. Amen. Prayer needs to be based on the foundation of faith. Amen. If you haven't got faith, you are just speaking empty words. Amen. You need to have faith. This teaching is about fasting. But I tell you, without the foundation of faith, fasting is a vain exercise. Amen. Amen. So Matthew 9, 14 to 17. Fasting is futile without the foundation of faith. Fasting is irresponsible without the foundation of faith. Fasting is powerless without the foundation of faith. Amen. It becomes a punishment. It becomes a chore. It becomes a burden. Matthew 9, 14 to 17. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often? You see? You see? The Pharisees were people that were given to fasting. They fast very often. But you never hear them cast out any demon. In fact, when Jesus came, the Messiah that they were waiting for, they missed him. Hallelujah. These were people that were given to fasting and they were given to prayer. It makes you wonder who they were fasting to. And who they were praying to. Amen. It says, why do we and the Pharisee fast often? It was the truth. He was saying, this guy was saying the truth. It wasn't, it wasn't lying. It wasn't exaggerating. They fasted often. He said, but your disciples do not fast. 
He says, your disciples, they, they do not fast. We see them doing things. They cast out demons, they do things. But they do not fast. He said, we fast often. Verse 15, Jesus said to them, he said, the wedding guests cannot mourn as long as the bride is with them. Can they? He posed the question back to them. Then he followed up. He said, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. He says, then they will fast. Hallelujah. Then he went on to explain, as a good rabbi, as a good teacher, he went on to explain, give an exegesis of this scripture. It says, no one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth to an old cloak. Amen. So he said, if you were a tailor, a tailor that is worth his salt, his, or salt, you do not take a fabric, a brand new fabric, and go and find an old fabric to patch it. Amen. That, that, is, that is wrong. Amen. It's odd. Even Jesus had ideal fashion. Amen. Jesus said, no, sorry. That is so out of place. It says, no one sews a piece of cloth that, a, a piece of unshrunk cloth with an old cloak. Why? Because it's practical. Because that unshrunk cloth is still new. It is cotton it, or wool. It has not gone into water. The one that is old has shrunk already. You've washed it. You've worn it. You've dried it. So it's shrunk. So the two fabrics will not blend together. Amen. I love the teaching of Jesus. Jesus will use practical things to highlight spiritual principles. He said, for the patch pulls away from the cloak. And a worse tear is made. It will, it will fall apart. Because one is strong and the other one is new. They are not going to blend together. He said, neither is the new wine put into old wine skin. Otherwise, the skin bursts and the wine is spilled. The skin are destroyed and the new wine is put into fresh wine skin. So both are preserved. So what is Jesus trying to say here? Jesus was trying to open their eyes to understand the new order. Tell your neighbor the new order. The new order. That in the new order, you need a brand new mindset to tap into this new order that was about to happen even in that time in history. And Jesus said, leave them, let them not fast. The time will come that they will get the revelation of fasting. Then they can fast. Amen. Amen. Let them not fast in vain now. Let them get the revelation of fasting, then they can fast. Let them not fast with wrong mentality and wrong teaching and wrong tradition. It says, well, rather, it says, let them fast with the newness of the new order. Hence the reason why he talked about old wineskin and new wine. Old cloth and new cloth. Amen. He says, there's no point for them to fast. With wrong mindset. Glory to God. It says, but new wine is put into fresh wine skin. And so both are preserved. The wine there signifies the anointing. And the wine skin, the vessel. Both are preserved. Hallelujah. New vessel, fresh anointing. Hallelujah. Not an old vessel and fresh anointing. Or vice versa. But new vessel, new mindset with a fresh Anointing, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So we see those two scriptures in Matthew and Mark. The version I read, the writer did not say 
um, go out by fasting and prayer. It says by prayer. Because that fasting was added on by some zealots later on. Amen. It wasn't in the original transcript. It wasn't in the original manuscript. In the original manuscript, it said, this kind goeth not and said, by prayer. Amen. So if you look at versions like the NRSV and, and most of the other versions that have gone into detail in, 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 in translating and dissecting the, the scriptures, they omit it. They take it out because it was not there even in the original transcript. Hallelujah. So Jesus' teaching emphasized faith, emphasized prayer as a foundation. Then he now talks about fasting. Hallelujah. That when you have an understanding of the foundation of faith, of the power of prayer, then you can now tap into fasting with the right mindset. Amen. Jesus was not against mindset uh, and fasting. Okay. I hope you get this right. He wasn't against it. What he was against was fa fasting with the wrong motives. Hallelujah. Or fasting with the wrong mindset. Amen. So in Matthew 9.17 and Mark 9.14 to 29, there is no mention of fasting. Amen. So what is fasting? It is a habit of voluntarily giving up food. In order to focus on prayer and fellowship with God. Amen. That is what fasting is. Voluntarily giving up food. Not being under pressure. Not being under compulsion. But voluntarily giving up food in order to focus on prayer and fellowship. Mark that word focus. Because there are people that declare fast and they cannot even have time to be focused on God. Amen. And I will show you how to fast later on. Hallelujah. The focus is very important. That's why fasting is not something you just rush into. It takes adequate preparation. It takes long-term preparation. Amen. So, so you, you put everything in place that you now focus on God. Amen. And you spend time in prayer and fellowship. Hallelujah. It's not hunger strike. Fasting is a spiritual discipline. It's a, 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 you know, we need to understand that having a dedicated time for prayer and fasting is not a way of manipulating God. That's another thing we need to understand. Some people think, oh, when you fast and pray, they get God's attention. No, 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 no. That's nonsense. Amen. They will not manipulate God. You know, it's not like a political campaign when we go on hunger strike, then people will now listen to us. Amen. No, 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 no. Amen. It is not a way of manipulating God. You cannot manipulate God. If there are things we need to put right in our lives, we need to put it right in our lives. Amen? You cannot say, for a classic example, you have an exam, and you say you're fasting and praying without studying, and you think God will move, and you pass the exam. It doesn't work that way. Amen? Or your boss at work, you know, you do not do your job properly. You do not go to work on time. You're not effective. You're not a team player. And you're trying to fast and pray for favor. Oh, my prayer is coming. I'm fasting and praying for favor. No, it doesn't work that way. Amen? You have to change your attitude. Then you will see the blessing of fasting and praying. Amen? So fasting and praying is not to hold God to ransom. God can never be held to ransom anyway. So rather, it is simply forcing yourself. Tell your neighbor, it is for me. Yourself to focus and rely on God for strength for provision 
and for wisdom. Amen. Fasting is for us. It's a spiritual discipline that helps us to be focused on God. So I look at it this way. There are signals already. You know like transistor radio. When you pull the antenna, you pick up a signal. That is how we are with God. God has signals already. Amen. So by fasting and praying, we now connect. We fine-tune ourselves like that radio to be able to hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. That's why focus is so important. Amen. Some people say they are fasting. They are as busy. You see them run, hey, running. Say, why are you? Break that fast and eat. Amen. Oh, I'll have to go here. Oh, I'm going to Brixton. Come on, I got. Say, ah, what time have you got to focus? What time have you spent in prayer? What time have you studied, spent? Please, break that fast and eat. Amen. Break that fast and eat immediately because you are wasting your time. Because prayer and fasting requires focus, requires discipline. Amen. A general overview. The word of God does not specifically command believers to spend time in prayer and fasting. But it is definitely a good Christian discipline. Amen. The focus on prayer and fasting is on abstaining from food. Amen. To take our eyes off the things of this world. Amen. And focus our thoughts on God. So the reason why we abstain from food is to be able to focus on God. Amen. It is not to punish ourselves. Amen. So I'm so sinful. Let me punish myself and God love mercy on me. God doesn't work that way. It's not a hunger strike. It's about you being disciplined. You abstaining and taking your eyes off the things of the world. That's why when you're fasting, it's good to withdraw yourself from activities. Amen. One of the best ways of fasting, go on a retreat. Can you seek God? Amen. Don't fast in the midst of everything and everything. And you, are, you will not get the best benefit from it. Glory to God. Fasting should always be limited to a set time. There should be a set time. It starts sometime. It finishes sometime. Amen. Clearly. Because not eating for extended periods can be damaging to our bodies. Amen. Fasting is not a method of punishing our body. I've mentioned that earlier. It is not to be used as a dieting method. Amen. Say, I want to lose weight, so I'll go on a one month. No, 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 no. If you want to lose weight, go to Weight Watchers. Amen. <laughs> you don't need to waste your time. Amen. Just go to Weight Watchers or any of the other, um, um, what's it called now? Dieting or weight, weight loss programs, amen, and they will help you with that. It says, so we are not to spend time in prayer and fasting in order to lose weight, but rather to gain a deeper fellowship with God. Amen. A deeper fellowship with God. We want to look good for summer and say, okay, I'm going to fast in the month of March, amen, so I can go into that summer dress. No, 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 no. no. We need to understand that it's about digging deeper into the things of God. By taking our eyes off the things of this world through prayer, we can focus better on Jesus. In Matthew 6, verse 16 and 18, Jesus said, when you fast, he said, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. He said, for they disfigure their faces to show men that they are fasting. Say, I'm a prayer warrior, I'm fasting, amen. Say, don't, please, I'm fasting. 
Say, okay, sister, God bless you. He says, I tell you the truth. He says, they have reached, they have received their reward in full. He said, but when you fast, he says, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. It says, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. So let's look at some biblical basis of fasting in the Old Testament. Amen. The Old Testament law specifically required prayer and fasting only on one occasion. Amen. In the Old Testament. And it is on the day of atonement, which is known as Yom Kippur. Amen. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is one of the Jewish festivals. Amen. And we can find that in Leviticus 23, verses 26 to 32. Numbers 29, verses 7 and 11. Amen. The day of atonement, Yom Kippur. It is the holiest day of the year for the Jewish people. And it is a central theme for atonement and repentance. Amen. So another word for it is a day of mourning. Hallelujah. You know, they spend time fasting. It's normally on a Sabbath. They do not do anything. Sometimes they even spend the whole day in the synagogue. Well, in, 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 the, in, in later time, the synagogue. Or prior to the synagogue, it, it was a Sabbath. And they would spend time waiting on God. Fasting and praying. Hallelujah. For over 25 hours. Approximately 25 hours. They would be focused on God. Praying and fasting and seeking God through the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Most of the day will be spent dedicated. Nothing else is done. The whole nation will seek God. Hallelujah. It became known as the day of fasting in Jeremiah 36 verse 6. Or the fast as in Acts 27 verse 9. Hallelujah. It was a non-day, a day of atonement and a day of repentance. In Exodus 34 verse 28, we see Moses fasting for 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Sinai when he went to receive the law from God. Hallelujah. So Moses gave himself to fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. He consecrated himself. Why? Because he was going to stand before the holiest one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says that God is too holy to behold iniquity. Amen. So Moses had to consecrate himself for 40 days and 40 nights to be able to receive those commandments, those tablets from God. Hallelujah. In 2 Chronicles 20 verse 3, we see King Jehoshaphat calling a fast in all Israel when they were about to be attacked by the Moabites. And the Ammonites, amen. The Moabites and the Ammonites came against the people of God. And the Bible records that the king turned to God. He turned to God in prayer and turned to God in fasting. Hallelujah. The Bible records that they began to seek God. Say, God, we need your intervention. Hallelujah. I tell you, when all hope is lost, when everything else has been tried and no breakthrough, Turn to God in prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. And see what God will do. In Jonah 3, verse 5, we know the story. When Jonah went to Nineveh and preached to the people, he says, this whole nation will be destroyed. The Bible records that the people repented and they fasted 
and sought God, and God had mercy on them. Amen. Mm. Prayer and fasting is often done in times of trouble and the distress, as we've seen with the case of Jehoshaphat, with the case of the people in Nineveh. Amen. We see also David fasting when he heard that Saul and Jonathan had died. David cried. He said, How oh, are the mighty fallen? Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Second Samuel verses, uh, 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 um, chapter 1, verses 12. Amen. Mm-hmm. Darius, the king of Parsha, fasted all night when he heard that Daniel, or when he gave the decree that Daniel should be put in the den. Because Daniel was so loyal to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Daniel was so faithful to him. Mm-hmm. When he he gave the decree that Daniel should be thrown in the lion's den. Mm. The Bible recorded that the, that the king prayed. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. That the king fasted. He fasted. He fasted. Early in the morning, he went to people and said, Daniel, are you still there? Daniel said, I'm there. Hallelujah. I'm still alive. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I tell you, it is good to be faithful. Mm. Amen. Amen. It is good to be faithful. It is good to be found faithful. The Bible says, whatsoever our hands find it to do, let us do with all our hearts. Amen. Amen. Christians are meant to be the best employees. Amen. Amen. We are the ones that are meant to be the first day and the last to leave. We are meant to work with integrity. Amen. Amen. That when you leave, when you decide to leave, your boss will feel the pain. Hallelujah. Say, oh my goodness, I'm losing somebody good. It's not the case that you're going and they rejoice and say, praise God. Let him go. Amen. He has caused so much confusion here. He's useless. He comes late. He causes so much trouble. Hallelujah. That is not how a Christian should be referred to. The Bible says, for the spirit of excellence was found in Daniel. Glory to God. And by virtue of Daniel's the, the way Daniel carried himself, the Bible records that Darius had, uh, he had an affection for him. Amen. Mm-hmm. Even though he gave the decree, he went and he fasted for Daniel. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. In Nehemiah 1.4, Nehemiah fasted when he heard about the conditions of the people in Jerusalem and the states of the city. We know the story. The Bible records that when some people came from Jerusalem, Nehemiah said, how is the city? How are my people? When they told him the state, he wept and he fasted before God. Amen. In the New Testament, Luke 23, um, Luke 2 verse 37, we see Hannah. The Bible calls that Hannah lost her husband and she was a widow, but she gave herself to fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. She went into the temple and she gave herself to fasting and prayer. The Bible says she worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Amen. She was praying for the consolation of Israel. She was praying for the Messiah. Glory to God. John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray in Mark 2 verse 18. Glory to God. I remember John the Baptist was the forerunner. He was the one that went about preaching. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The Bible says that the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. In Antioch, we find Christians fasting. In Acts 13, verse 2. Amen. Amen. And also in Acts 13, verse 3. Paul and Barnabas were sent off on their missionary journey after fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. They were sent off to go and preach the gospel. Paul and Barnabas spent time in prayer and fasting for the appointment of elders in the church. Amen. Amen. They sought God's face in Acts 14, verse 23, before the elders were appointed. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. So how do we fast today? Amen. Amen. 
How should we fast today? As 21st century Christians and followers of Christ, how should we deal with the issue of fasting? How should we inculcate fasting into our Christian lifestyle? Spending time in prayer fasting is not automatically effective in accomplishing our desire. It's not about our desire. God only promises to answer our prayers when it is according to his will. Tell your neighbor according to his will. In the book of Psalms, he said, he said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Amen. So like I said earlier on, we cannot use prayer and fasting to hold God to ransom. Amen. No, 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 no. no. Prayer and fasting should be aligned with God's will and God's purpose. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, John says something really powerful. He said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, hallelujah, anything according to his will. Oh, pastor, how do I know his will? His will is in the Bible. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. His will is in the Bible. It says, my kingdom come. It says, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. As we begin to pray for souls, as we begin to pray for the kingdom of God, as we begin to pray for souls to be born to God's kingdom and for people to grow in faith, you are aligning yourself with God's will. Hallelujah. As you begin to pray for the fullness of the gospel on earth, as you begin to wage war against the forces of darkness, you are aligned with God's will and God's purpose. Amen. It says whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for in him. And if we know that we else, then whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Hallelujah. Because he hears us and he answers us. Amen. So we ask according to his will. He says, ask of me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, ask of me and I shall give you the heathen for thy possession and the outermost part of the earth for thy heritage. Ask of me. Amen. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Amen. Amen. That is how we pray the will of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to you. He said, call upon me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things, things which you know not. Amen. Amen. That is how we pray the will of God. It's all about me, 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 me. Amen. Amen. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about the resources for the kingdom. And the gifts that we need to be effective in God's kingdom. In Isaiah 58 verses 3 and 4, the people grumbled that they had fasted, yet God did not answer them. In the same way, they, in the way they wanted. The prophet responded in verses 5 and 9, explaining the external show of fasting and praying without right at attitude was futile. Amen. He explained to them that it's not about the external show. That the art attitude, our hearts, amen, amen, is very important. In the book of Joel, it says, rend your hearts and not your garments. Amen. amen. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Because when the people used to pray in the days of old and fast, they would rent their clothes as a sign of humility. And, and the prophet said, no, 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 no. You, you've rent too many clothes. Amen. amen. It says what you need to do is to rend your heart. Mm -hmm. Open your heart to God. Amen. Don't rend your clothes. Don't rend any more clothes here. Amen. It says rend your heart and not your garment. Amen. Amen. The other thing is compassion and forgiveness. So the first one we looked at is his will and not our desire. His will and not our desire. His will 
and not our desire. Fasting is about his will and not our desire. The second one is compassion and forgiveness. We find that in Isaiah 58, verses 1 to 5. It says, shout out. Do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day, and, uh, day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways. And if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God, they ask of me righteous judgment. They delight to draw near to God. Verse 3. They say, why do we fast? As some people do. And you do not see. Amen. I fasted for so long, pastor. From when I gave my life in 1990. I always fast, but I've not seen any breakthrough. But the, the answer is here, my brothers and sisters. Amen. He says, why do we fast and we do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? He says, look, you serve your own interests on your fast day, and you oppress all your workers. He said, that fast is not for me. He says, you're doing your own thing. Amen. Amen. And you're oppressing those, those that had employees. He said, you're oppressing them. You're being wicked to people that are under your authority. And you say, you're fasting. He says, no, 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 forget that. He said that fasting is a waste of time. In verse 4, it says, look, you fast only to quarrel. Some people fast to bring people to judgment. Say, ah, that man at work. God will judge him. I'm going to fast. What sort of nonsense is that? That's witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Christianity is not witchcraft. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. It says, look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with wicked fists. I will show them who I am. Then you go to prayer. You, go, you say you're fasting. It's a such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Mm -hmm. Verse 5. It's such the fast that I choose. A day to humble oneself. Is it to bow down the head like bulrush? <clears throat> bulrush. And to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast a day acceptable to the Lord, they now begin to explain the kind of fast that he wants. Mm -hmm. It's not this the fast that I choose to lose the bonds of injustice. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Our God is a God of justice and fairness. Mm -hmm. A time of fasting is a time for us to check our lives. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And be kind to people. Mm -hmm. And forgive people. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. And restore people. If you're in a place of authority, stand for justice and fairness. Mm -hmm. Amen. It says to undo the thongs of the yoke. To let the oppressed go free. In those days when, when the, you, you, you are wealthy, most times you have slaves. And most of the slaves underneath you were people that actually are indebted to you. So we have a classic example with the widow. When the widow went to Elisha and said, my husband is dead. And I owe money. It says, and the debtors are coming to take my children. Mm. And, 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 and the prophet intervened and blessed that woman that she had enough to pay her debts. So that was what was happening then. So what the Lord was saying to his people through the prophet was saying, no. He says, let them free. Let them go free. Hallelujah. Let the oppressed free. Hallelujah. It says, then your light shall break forth like the dawn. He says to undo the tongues of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free. 
to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Hallelujah. Share that which you have. Glory to God. That's one of the reasons why I said when you're praying, say, say this day. Give us this day our daily bread. Because we're not meant to hoard. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, not, do not be worried about tomorrow. Do not be worried about tomorrow. He said, tomorrow will take care of itself. Glory to God. So in the same vein, Jesus is saying here, he says, uh, 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 Isaiah is saying here through the Spirit of God, is to share your bread with the hungry. To bring the homeless, the poor, into your house. When you see the naked, to cover them. All these things are charity. Amen. Amen. To extend our love to those that are underprivileged, to those that are poor, to those that are helpless. Hallelujah. Amen. Do not hide yourself from your own kind. It says, then your light shall break forth like the dawn. So we see what is happening here. People liked to do the fasting and, and all this spiritual exercise. But, but God is saying, beyond this fasting and spiritual exercise is your attitude. Tell your neighbor your attitude. attitude. There is no point fasting and praying if your attitude is dark and wicked. Amen. If you are greedy and selfish. He says it is a waste of time. And you still see Christians doing the same thing today. Amen. He says the motives are wrong. He says the reason that what you go with fasting should be charity, love, and kindness. Glory to God. He says then your light shall break forth like the dawn. He says your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear, rear guard. He says, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. Is that not what we're looking for? Hallelujah. He says, you shall cry for help. And he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you and the pointing of fingers. Christians are so good at pointing fingers. Hallelujah. God is saying, stop it. Amen. You're not better than anyone. He says, remove the plank from your eye. You're trying to go and remove a splint from your, from your sister's eye. And you have a plank. How can you see that splint in that person's eye? Amen. Amen. Hypocrisy. Tell your neighbor, hypocrisy. 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 He says, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you and the pointing of finger, the speaking of evil. It says, if you offer your food to the hungry and you satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in darkness and your gloom, your, your gloom shall be like noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in perched places and make your bones strong and you shall be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Glory to God. Verse 12, it says, your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundation of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the bridge, the restorer of the streets to live in. Amen. So Jesus was not against fasting. It was the motive and the way of fasting that was against. Hallelujah. So he's saying before you fast, he said, do these things first. Change. That's another word for repent. Hallelujah. He says, then 
you will see the power behind fast. You will see the power behind prayer. Types of fast. The Bible describes four major types of fast, amen? Four major ones. Some people split it six, seven, whatever, but let's look at four major ones. The regular fast, that's traditionally regular fast, which means re refraining from um, eating or food, amen? Uh, most people drink water or juice during the regular fast. Jesus, for instance, the Bible says after 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The Bible didn't say he was thirsty, amen? So more than likely, he was um, drinking water, amen? But we don't know, but we'll assume, amen? So there's that fast. And there's the partial fast. The partial fast um, is it's, 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 it's the Daniel fast. And um, um, mostly in the book of Daniel, Daniel 10, 2 to 3, um, the Bible records at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotion um, at all um, until the three weeks were over. For three weeks, Daniel did not eat meat. He did not eat choice food. did not drink wine. Amen? For three weeks. And also in Daniel chapter 1, verse 12, they restricted their diet to vegetables and water. Um, you know, and the quote is, please test your servants for 10 days. And they did that for 10 days. And give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Amen? So a partial fast. That is a partial fast. Um, what is called a full fast? That basically, it's not, it's not full. It's not that one is more powerful than the other. Amen? So I'm, I'm trying to be, because I know Christians. Now, oh, the full fast is the most powerful. No, 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 no. That's not the point. Amen? I'm just looking at the different types of fast. Uh, the thing about human beings, human beings like the extreme things. <laughs> anything, the, anything that is the extreme, ah, yeah, the full fast. That, that's why it's called the full one. There's full power in it. No, 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 sorry. I'm not saying that. Amen. I'm just saying the different types of fast. Glory to God. Yes, you know, they say, ah, I'm doing full fast. Ah, you're doing partial. Ah, I'm doing full fast. Amen. <laughs> you know, so no, no, no. That, that's not the point. Amen. The point is there are different types of fast. And I know they, the, the Bible did not give any grading. Say, oh, this one is uh, higher power. This one is medium, like um, um, Nando, Nando sauce. Um, hot, medium, and mild, isn't it? No, 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 no. it's not like that. Amen? Amen. <laughs> They're just different. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. God bless you, my sister. They're just different. Full fast. Amen. So that's Acts 9.9. It um, describes when Paul went on a full fast for three days, following his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Amen. Also we see Esther in Esther 4, 15 and 16. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. He said, go gather themselves and gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days and three nights, uh, night or day. It says, I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. Amen? And if I perish, I perish. It is recommended that this type of fast, please take note, that if you want to go full fast, amen, this kind of fast must be done with extreme caution. And do not exceed, um, uh, uh, you know, it should not be done for extended time period because it's dangerous to the human body. Amen? God actually designed the human body to be sustained through food. So if you are ever going to... Um, embark on a full fast, please be careful, make sure you withdraw yourself, and make sure you do it for a period of time, and when that period is over, you, you nourish yourself again. Amen? Mm -hmm. 
Um, other fast these days, people um, um, give up things like TV. People give up uh, movies for a period of time. Some people will give up uh, TV, say they're not watching TV for a month. Um, it's also a kind of fast. People give up movies. People give up um, holidays. People give up entertainment. People actually take time. Hmm? Phone, yes, phone. Glory to God. What's up? Ay, my goodness. That's deep revelation there. God bless you, my sister. Phone, phone, fast from your phone. Hallelujah. And you will hear clearly from God. Ay, glory to God. Shopping. Amen. You know, hobbies, you know, you can, you can fast from your hobby to concentrate on prayer and fellowship. Some people even... Um, abstain for, um, from sex for a period of time, you know, uh, um, couples and all that, you know, for a period of time as part of that, amen, and, and, and for prayer and fellowship for a specified period. It's got to be for a specified period, amen, you know, and it's not something we do indefinitely, amen. You, you, you dedicate yourself for a period of time, and when you finish, you finish, you move on with life, amen. amen. Glory to God. So fasting is practical, fasting is spiritual, but most importantly, fasting should be done with preparation. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. It should be done with preparation. It's something we need to plan really well and go into. When you go into it, you will see the benefits. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible says,